Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, it's our Thanksgiving show. What are the perfect wine pairings for your feast tomorrow? We'll tell you how to wow your guests and make this year's gathering one to remember. Also this morning, Mayor Christina Mern gives us a preview of Friday's lighting of the community Christmas tree and kick off to the holiday season in downtown Findlay. And let the shopping begin. Not all Black Friday deals are created equal, though. We'll tell you the ones that are actually worth getting up early and fighting the crowds for. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023. If it seems like Thanksgiving is a little bit early this year, it's not your imagination. The earliest that Thanksgiving could be on the calendar, of course, is November 22nd. And tomorrow being the 23rd, um, it's among the earliest dates that Thanksgiving can fall on the calendar being the fourth Thursday of November. So retailers like that, because, you know, would be... There's more shopping, uh, more shopping days in the uh, shopping season because they want us to uh, spend money. Um, I guess, speaking of spending money, we can be thankful we don't live in Hawaii, the Aloha State, ranking number one when it comes to the most expensive Thanksgiving turkeys. According to Finance Buzz, the cost for a 15-pound turkey in Hawaii, $52.00. And eighty-five cents, fifty-two eighty-five for just, and that's not. I mean, a fifteen-pound turkey is not a huge bird. More than fifty bucks in Hawaii, Alaska ranks second at forty-two dollars and thirty-five cents. But it it costs a lot to ship those birds uh, all the way out to Hawaii or all the way up to Alaska. Louisiana and Kansas are the least expensive states. For Thanksgiving turkey, where the cost is an average of $27.30. That is a big difference. Of course, uh, I know we paid like 59 cents a pound, you know, one of those uh, Thanksgiving sales uh, that the uh, retailers often. I'm sure that they have those in Hawaii and Alaska and, you know, all of those expensive places too, but still, that's. On a regular basis, this is why we don't have turkey. This is why you don't find turkey uh, in a lot of Hawaiian dishes. <laughs> you find spam a lot in Hawaiian dishes because <laughs> turkeys are so expensive. If you uh, are, if a turkey is too expensive for you, or you just don't have time to cook a full Thanksgiving meal. The folks at New York City-based Crave It Pizza and Sandwich Joint. Have you covered? They have (laughs) a Thanksgiving pizza that they have concocted. Thanksgiving pizza. Each slice is crammed with Thanksgiving flavors. Homemade turkey, sweet potatoes, cornbread stuffing, gravy, honey cranberry sauce, and even roasted marshmallows on your pizza. It is available at all Crave locations in and around New York City until the end of November. Um, they say it's uh, actually designed more for your Friendsgiving uh, gatherings. Do you do a Friendsgiving? This has been uh, something that has grown in popularity, especially among young people, to have a gathering of friends from outside of your family and your circle of friends and have a Thanksgiving gathering either before or after the holiday. I know my kids do this uh, with their friends. They have a Friendsgiving uh, event at some point uh, right around Thanksgiving. Um, I would think that that's, uh, that's a great alternative, the Thanksgiving pizza for a more informal uh, gathering of, uh, of friends. Unless your friends happen to be Italian, they probably would <laughs> not be a fan, uh, I would imagine. But uh, I didn't get the idea. Uh, let's see. This was kind of uh, interesting. And again, maybe this is something to give thanks for if you happen to have a job that pays well for not a whole lot of work. According to a new uh, 
compilation here, new research study, and I'm not sure who uh, put this list together, um, but I saw it in the uh, Newswire. The most common jobs paying the most for the least amount of work, actual physical work, um, physician, surgeon, dentist, pilot, podiatrist, and actuary. Those are the professions that pay you the most for the fewest actual working hours. Now, that's not to say that being a physician or a surgeon or a a pilot is not a difficult job worthy of a high salary. Certainly, it is. And there are, you know, certain other, even though you're not actually working maybe the most hours, as compared to a warehouse worker or something along those lines, um, there's certainly a lot of stress that goes along, and you've got to be on call 24 hours a day if you're a physician, surgeon, you know that kind of thing. But those are the professions that have the fewest physical working hours, at least according to this data. Education matters. Those with more advanced degrees are more likely to make six figures. However, managers and small business owners in particular can receive less education and still make big bucks. Some surprising jobs on the list. And uh, basically, they were looking for the jobs that pay 100K where you work typically less than 40 hours a week. Uh, Geoscientists are on the list, firefighting supervisors, hydrologists, and petroleum mining engineers. So that's the data, according to uh, this list. Interesting. So a couple of other uh, stories among the uh, most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day. People are buzzing about this uh, online. Meredith Barniak um, has become something of an internet celebrity. Um, some people are cheering, some people are criticizing. Apparently, she was captured. There's a photo of her uh, breastfeeding while she was riding a, a, a ride at Epcot, at, at Disney, uh, Disneyland, Disney World, at uh, Epcot Center, uh, Epcot Park. She was on the ride with her newborn breastfeeding while she's, while she's riding. And... Uh, some people uh, cheered that, and and others criticized her. Now, it's important to emphasize that it was a it was a calm boat ride, like it's a small world, um, which is very calm. Right? It wasn't. It's a small world. It was at Epcot, but um, it's not an intense attraction like a roller coaster or anything like that. According to a post on Motherly.com, a photo shared on a parenting account. Uh, unexpectedly gained popularity, Ms. Barniak defended herself as simply comforting her child and advocating for feeding wherever necessary. Uh, Some commenters on social media expressed safety concerns, while others defended her actions, noting the unlikelihood of there being any real danger on a ride such as that. Former park employees at Disney shared varying perspectives, some stating that they had nursed on calm rides in the past. Um, Disney, for its part, did not comment on this specific incident, but uh, has, over the years, generally supported nursing moms. They provide baby care centers in their parks and so on. And So, anyway, I just thought it was uh, kind of interesting. She did point out it, it wasn't an intense ride. It didn't even, didn't even have seatbelts, so it's not like it was a dangerous ride, but, uh, but still. Um kind of interesting she's become a uh, something of an internet celebrity and started a uh, conversation <laughs> around a breastfeeding at the uh, amusement park while on the ride that's pretty crazy uh let's see oh and i saw this story i want to share this i uh i think this is a uh, terrific story if you ever feel like you are too old too busy with work or too crushed with family obligations To complete your college degree, you should hear the story of 63-year-old Robin Roberts. She's a grandmother from Las Vegas. Back a few days ago, a couple of days ago, November 18th, 
Uh, she graduated from Southern New Hampshire University, SNHU. They do a lot of advertising on television. You've probably seen their commercials for their online degree programs and so on. She earned her degree on November 18th. The mother of eight, grandmother of 33, great-grandmother of 12, earned her degree online studying and doing homework in the cab of her semi-truck while making deliveries in 48 states. How about that? No big deal, she says. Ms. Roberts runs a trucking business with her husband, originally decided to get her degree after her grandson challenged her to do so, but now she plans to continue her education. She wants to become a lawyer. At the age of 63, she is determined to become an attorney. Ahead of her grandson, uh, or ahead of her graduation, rather, uh, Ms. Roberts dropped off a load in New York State before heading to New Hampshire for the graduating ceremony. Um, she uh, then got back on the road to make another delivery in Arkansas before driving home to Las Vegas. And when she arrives, by the way, she will be making Thanksgiving dinner for 38 people. <laughs> so... Tell me again about your excuse why you can't go back to school and complete your degree. <laughs> what, what are those excuses again? That is an awesome story. Robin, you go, girl. That is absolutely terrific and incredibly inspiring. There you go. Some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Wednesday morning started. WFIN News. I'm Matt Demchek. Your WTOL 11 weather. Partly cloudy today, a high in the mid-40s, mostly cloudy tonight, uh, low in the mid-30s. The Ohio State Highway Patrol says the Thanksgiving holiday weekend is one of the busiest travel periods each year. The Highway Patrol says its troopers will be highly visible and cracking down on impaired drivers and those failing to wear a safety belt. The Highway Patrol says during last year's Thanksgiving reporting period, there were 18 fatal crashes in which 19 people were killed, including four instances of pedestrians being struck. The Highway Patrol is reminding everybody to drive sober and put their phones down and properly use their safety belts. The Finley Fire Department says Thanksgiving Day is a busy day for fire departments. Cooking is the number one cause of house fires, and Thanksgiving is the day that more cooking fires occur than any other day of the year. Fire Inspector Eric Wilkins says some simple safety tips are while you're cooking, stay in the kitchen and remain alert. And make sure you keep anything flammable away from the stove, like oven mitts and paper towels. Get more Thanksgiving safety tips from the Finley Fire Department and this story on our website. The City Mission of Finley will be putting on a Thanksgiving meal with all the trimmings. Come and enjoy a hot Thanksgiving meal. We will be serving from 1 to 4 outside of the mission. City Mission Director Catherine Bowsman says this Thanksgiving they're partnering with Cedar Creek to put on the community Thanksgiving meal. And as she mentioned, they'll be serving a hot-to-go meal behind City Mission along Front Street. Anybody can come between 1 and 4 and pick up a hot Thanksgiving meal with all the trimmings. Get more details in the story on our website. As Thanksgiving approaches, Ohio State football players spend time serving those in need. OSU running back Trevion Henderson was the host. Several of his teammates joined him as they were getting all that food plated up for people. Former Buckeye Tyvis Powell helped and talked with us about why he joined in this effort. To be able to be a part of something like this is big to me. I love giving back. I love trying to take care of people. Um, this is Buckeye Nation, and this is the time of the year that we have to be there for each other. I'm Tracy Townsend. Remember, you can always get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Well, there is nothing like a good wine to accent a fine meal. And so if you really want to wow your guests and make this year's Thanksgiving feast one to remember, Nikki Gillig from Gillig Winery is with us now. The perfect pairings for the holiday. And first off, Nikki, for the uninitiated, such as myself, what is the science behind wine pairings anyway? I mean, if I find a wine that I like, why not serve it with everything? Oh, that's a good question, Chris. Thanks so much for asking. I love this question. Um, first off, I would say if you love that wine, then go ahead and drink it. Drink it with everything. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, now, if you want to get a little bit more into the details, a little bit more 
what you call sophisticated, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, We do wine and food pairings. And how we do those is we find um, a food and then find a wine that has similar qualities. Um, For example, if you're looking at, say, Thanksgiving dinner, um, turkey is going to be a lighter white meat. So Mm -hmm. you want to have a lighter, um, typically a white wine with it because it would not, the wine wouldn't overpower the food and vice versa. The food doesn't overpower the wine. You want to have that good balance. And then, so when you have them both in your mouth and have them at the same time, they're a beautiful little match made in heaven and they taste and complement each other. So that actually leads to the other question that I have. When you're looking to pair with something like Thanksgiving dinner, where there are all kinds of foods, do you look specifically Mm -hmm. at the main course when deciding what wine to select? Yeah, we can start with the main course. Um, I would say, you know, like turkey or ham is going to be your typical main course for a Thanksgiving um, meal. Right. So you would want to look for a wine that would match with that. However, if you um, are, I usually typically recommend like a Riesling or we have a nice uh, white wine called Gewurztraminer, which is, that's actually the name of the grape. And those pair lovely with uh, Thanksgiving dinner. However, sometimes something on your plate might be a little bit heavier. Um, like say, for example, stuffing. Some people put a lot of ingredients in their stuffing. Right. So maybe a light, a light red with that would be nice. Uh, Pinot Noir um, would be a nice compliment. Uh, but then you want know, to move to dessert. Sometimes the wine you have with your meal doesn't always match the wine that you have for dessert. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at pumpkin pumpkin pie, um, you might want to have something a little bit sweeter, maybe something like our, we have a lovely vanilla barrel bliss that has a a little bit of vanilla flavoring, which I think would be Mm. wonderful with a piece of pumpkin pie. Yeah, that (laughs) does sound, uh, that does sound yummy. Yeah. And I I was going to say, there are dessert wines that are specifically designed to be served with desserts. So yes, that's true. And sometimes the dessert wines, you can just drink by themselves because they're almost just like a dessert by themselves. Um, sometimes when I go out for dinner, instead of having a piece of cake or something, uh, it might be a nice fun alternative to look at the port menu. Uh, port is uh, considered a dessert wine, so that would satisfy your sweetness um, and your little after-dinner drink. So mm-hmm. are there uh, are there any other wines that you could recommend people might uh, try and, and pair with some of the other things that we might be serving up? I mean, we mentioned turkey and ham, and uh, you mentioned the stuffing as an example, pumpkin pie. I mean, like I said, there are all kinds of things. I, are there any sort of hidden gems or something that maybe you wouldn't have thought of that, that you can sort of pair up? Well, I think really just hitting um, something that everyone likes. Uh, that's always going to be a big one. I know okay. um, we had we're going to be doing a post, or we might have already actually of the Thanksgiving dinner, and someone asked about their favorite wine that we carry called Colisi, which is a one of our number one seller. Mm-hmm. And my um, answer to that is, if you like Colisi, then drink your Colisi with <laughs> it. That's awesome. And if you like it, then somebody else probably will too. <laughs> and and uh, there's nothing wrong with. I mean, again, you were talking about different wines that pairing with different types of uh, of things at the meal nothing wrong with serving up more than one wine with the with the meal you don't have to limit yourself to just one oh, i suppose of course. of course yes and typically you know we we love to do wine and food pairings at the winery so we have um wines paired with specific foods um and but however since there is so many different palates um people have different tastes that they might just want to have their favorite wine with dinner, and that's okay, too. I'd say anytime you're drinking wine, it's a good day, so <laughs> make sure that you're enjoying the there wine you that go. you have. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great piece of advice there. Just uh, offer several varieties and let your guests choose um, from a variety of, uh, of offerings. And obviously, the other thing that I want to ask you about, because this time of year, wineries such as, uh, such as yours, such as Gillig's Winery, will bring out uh, special offerings specifically for the holidays are those meant to be enjoyed by themselves or are they designed to be served with something that is traditional for the holidays like a meal or a you know certain treat or baked goods or something like that that's a good question um i think it really depends upon the wine that they're releasing 
typically during this time of the year, they're going to be more of, uh, like right now we have a holiday spice, which is a mulled wine. And those are kind of considered the flavors of Christmas, you know, having the mulled um, spices in there. Yeah. Um, so I typically would drink them probably by themselves just because they are so, they have so many flavors already. Um, but again, those flavors that are in there are some of the flavors that are in, you know, like a pumpkin pie. So it might be a good combination with that. Um, but you do have to be careful with um, that that Christmas Christmas wines, and I have a little shout out that we might be releasing something here in the next couple of weeks, uh-huh. a new wine that's similar to that. Uh, but uh, they're also really good to be enjoyed by themselves because you, you with it being so flavorful itself, it, it's a really good beverage to have by itself. Uh, wines are also one of the typical, you know, sort of hostess gifts that we will, if we are going to a gathering, whether it's Thanksgiving dinner or any time during the holidays, a bottle of wine is always nice to bring to the hostess. If I am not, if I am not really familiar with that individual's personal tastes, is there a good I don't want to say catch-all, but for lack of a better term, a good uh, catch-all or generic uh, type of wine to give uh, as a gift that you can be reasonably sure will be welcomed? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We get that question all the time, and that is my first question, Chris, is to say, you know, what type of wine do you think that they like? And they're like, I have have no no idea. idea. My next question is, (laughs) right, my next question is, well, do they like wine? And they're like, oh, yeah, they love wine. And so um, I typically, you know, will go to one of our most popular wines. And if they have no idea if they like wine or not, then again, our most popular wine is going to be a good bet. Um, and Khaleesi that I mentioned earlier is a very, what I call easy drinking wine okay. that the majority of the people just absolutely love. Even myself being more of a dry wine drinker, this one's a little bit sweet, not too sweet, but it's something that I actually enjoy, especially on a nice day in the patio um, it's, or in front of the fireplace and, you know, when the weather starts to turn bad. Um, it's just a nice, uh, easy drinking that you don't have to worry about being too dry or too sweet. It's just kind of middle of the road. Uh, another one, too, that we carry is our Diablo Rojo, um, which is a red blend, which is also another favorite. Uh, so I would say whenever you're looking for wine, just to make sure that you're asking uh, the person that's working, you know, specifically, is this a wine that some everybody likes? Yeah. Because uh, you just don't want to go pick any off the shelf because, I mean, exactly. it's, it's kind of like a book. You really can't judge it by its label. So you just need to make sure that you understand what's in the bottle. Yeah. Again, Nikki Gillig from Gillig Winery with us this morning talking about the uh, perfect pairings for your Thanksgiving feast and beyond. And you have uh, all kinds of offerings, obviously, at the winery. Folks can learn more about what you have at your website, too, right? Absolutely. It's at gilligwinery.com. Uh, we are open typically Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from 1130 till 9. And then Friday and Saturday from 1130 until 10. Uh, we will be closed on Thanksgiving Day this week. Uh, but we do have a, a fun uh, brunch schedule for this Friday, which I believe we're actually sold out. Um, but Friday is always a great day to come in after your Christmas shopping, your Black Friday shopping. And then this Saturday is also Small Business Saturday. So be sure to support all of your local businesses this Saturday. Absolutely. Nikki, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for having me. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. Of course, after the Thanksgiving celebration tomorrow, we roll right into the holiday season with the lighting of the community Christmas tree in Dorney Plaza in the kickoff of the season in downtown Findlay. Mayor Christina Mern is with us this morning on the line for a preview. You got any big uh, Thanksgiving plans? Uh, what do you got to going on uh, tomorrow? You know what? Um, my Thanksgiving plans are to be extremely low key. It is just going to be me and my husband spending, spending time together, relaxing. We're going to watch the parade and watch some football. We, uh, <laughs> our families are kind of all over the place tomorrow, so we're we're staying put. And we celebrated with some family last weekend, and we'll get together with family over there the next couple go. of weeks. That's so always nice. Tomorrow we get to relax, <laughs> and I, I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> so the lighting of the Christmas tree on uh, Friday—it's kind of is one of the perks of the job. And 
and which I'm I'm sure there are days when it seems like there aren't a whole lot of perks of the job. This is one of the perks. <laughs> and you know what? This is always something I look forward to. And you know, fingers crossed, we have decent weather. And um, it's always just really fun to see everybody come together and get excited and. The last couple of about the past week, I've been watching the tree arrive. We have a 40 foot blue spruce um, that was donated by Brian Amber Easton and Hadley Samsel. So we're very excited. It's a beautiful tree. It's yeah. ready to go. Our public works team and Miller Rigging got it set up for us. So we're super excited to, to light it with the community this Friday. I was going to mention, we really need to send out kudos to everyone who has a hand in, you know, making this happen, getting the tree, getting it cut, getting it transported, set up, decorated, because uh, I know over the past several years, You've uh, uh, really uh, wanted to add uh, some extra pizzazz yeah. to the uh, to the Christmas tree beyond just the lights with the decorations, the star a few years ago, all of that. Yeah, and we have the community um, decorated um, ornaments from last year. If, if folks left theirs with us, those have been put back on the tree. We also last year um, wrote, partnered with Romark and they made us um, some stars that are cut out snowflakes that are on the tree as well. And then the middle stream students made our uh, tree topper with the star a couple years ago. And so all of those things have come together. We have a beautiful tree and the tree will actually be lit at 6 p.m. this Friday, but we're going to have some Christmas music and refreshments. We've partnered with a false court with brewing, which actually backs up to Dorney Plaza to have some food and refreshments. I think they have Ian's Donuts. And not your mama's grilled cheese. Food yeah. trucks will be in their beer garden area. Um, Santa Claus and I will be there at 6 p.m. to light the tree with with the community. And then, of course, Santa always uh, leads folks over to St. Andrew's United Methodist Church for the Kiwanis Santa's House. Santa's House, where uh, Santa and Mrs. Claus will be. Um, as well as the horse-drawn carriage is back this year. So yeah. it is definitely going to be a full season. And um, we also have brought back um, the Convention and Visitors Bureau has partnered with downtown businesses and local vendors to bring back Winterfest or I say start Winterfest, which is going to be every Friday in Dorney Plaza. There's going to be different vendors that are going to be set up under tents with some heaters. So it'll be a nice environment and you can stop by and purchase from some of our local vendors that may not have a storefront as well as then obviously encouraging folks to visit downtown and our other local stores to make sure that we're shopping and supporting local. I know it can be super easy and convenient to just buy things online and have them show up at your home. Mm -hmm. But if there's something that you think you can find locally, I would encourage folks to, to support our local establishments and obviously without our local economy. Yeah, I, I definitely wanted to make mention of the fact that uh, beginning on Friday with the lighting of the tree, I know a lot of the uh, downtown businesses are going to be uh, open as well for uh, some early shopping. And of course, we've got coming up on Small Business Saturday, which is uh, so important to highlight those independent mom and pop stores and, and uh, uh, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and, and so on uh, that have all kinds of great gift ideas ideas that you really can't get uh, at some of the big uh, box stores and always great to support our uh, downtown uh, businesses. Definitely. You know, I, I always enjoy going in and seeing and I always buy kind of a bunch of random things for my sisters. And I have a little, I'll tell you a secret. I have a little cabinet of things that as I go shopping throughout the year in our local stores that I mm-hmm. see and I like, I just buy. And then I have it kind of available if I have need have a random gift throughout yeah. the year. If there's yeah. somebody who stops by my house and I'm like, you know what? I have something that I want to <laughs> give you. It, you know, it might be something simple like a candle or a notebook. Sure. Um, but you know, something that's from our local establishments and, you know, shows that you're thinking of other people, I think is always fun. And certainly during the holiday season, uh, being able to, to give little gifts and let people know that we're thinking of them as, is important. But the most important thing is spending time and showing appreciation and, being thankful for for all the blessings we have in our lives. Absolutely. So the uh, lighting of the community Christmas tree and the kickoff to the holiday season downtown begins on Friday, as you mentioned. 
Uh, six o'clock is the actual lighting, uh, but there's uh, stuff going on leading up to that with the, and that, you know, that's really uh, something cool to see how this uh, annual tradition has evolved. Uh, I mean, obviously the uh, Kiwanis Santa's house has been going on for years, but, you know, adding to it with the uh, food trucks and uh, the entertainment and, and everything that uh, becomes a part of that, as you said, the Winterfest uh, celebration downtown uh, really uh, is, is terrific to see the whole community come together for just a, a really terrific kickoff to the season. Definitely. I'm really excited. And I remind everyone that you can always find out what's going on in the community. You don't have to be a visit a visitor to visitfindley.com and check out what's going on on the community calendar and how you can uh, enjoy the season here locally. Yeah, that's uh, that's another thing worth mentioning. Uh, you know, downtown is is great. We encourage people to uh, go downtown, see the community Christmas tree, uh, shop locally. Uh, all of the uh, uh, activities that are going on downtown with the uh, the vendors and the uh, carriage rides and and so on. Uh, we've got the uh, North Pole Express. Uh, from the uh, Northwest Ohio yeah. Railroad Preservation going on. That begins on Friday as well. So lots of things going on throughout the community to celebrate the season. Definitely. We have a lot going on in our community. We're very fortunate and hopefully everyone will take advantage of it and spend some time together. Again, uh, Finley Mayor Christina Mern. Again, the uh, kickoff to the uh, holiday season in Finley is the uh, lighting of the community Christmas tree on Friday. Mayor Mern, thanks very much for taking the time. Certainly a uh, happy Thanksgiving and a uh, Happy holiday season to you and yours. Thank you, Chris, to you as well. This is Good Mornings with Chris Oaks on 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com and 95.5 FM. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Here is a tip. If you want to make money in the restaurant business, don't underestimate how much food people will eat if they are offered an all-you-can-eat scenario. <laughs> Leading off today's broken news is uh, Red Lobster. The uh, the company uh, decided to change their name. You remember not long ago, they decided to change their ultimate endless shrimp deal from a limited-time offer to an everyday option. And that resulted in a loss of more than $11 million in a single quarter, according to Restaurant Business News. <laughs> loss more than $11 million in the past quarter. The owner of the Red Lobster chain placed the blame squarely on the all-you-can-eat endless shrimp deal, which allowed customers to order two different kinds of shrimp and eat as much as they wanted for just 20 bucks. The deal also came with a side dish and an unlimited amount of Red Lobster's famous Cheddar Bay Biscuits. The chief financial officer of the company that uh, owns the 670 restaurant chain said it, quote, just didn't expect customers to choose the shrimp deal as often as they did. <laughs> they didn't expect customers to choose that option as often as they did. Well, duh. <laughs> We knew the price was cheap, he said, but the idea was to bring more traffic into the restaurants. Didn't really work out the way we expected. <laughs> Red Lobster has now hiked the price from $20 to $25, but it may be too late. After the shrimp debacle, as Restaurant Business News put it, the chain is expected to lose more than $20 million for the year. <laughs> Never underestimate how much people can actually eat at an all-you-can-eat deal. Yeah. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> um, also in the broken news this morning, usually when you hear a story about people caught drinking on school property, the culprits are a bunch of underage kids, right? But at one school in Los Alamos, New Mexico, the guilty parties were members of the faculty who were, furthermore, aided and abetted by the local sheriff. Local news reports, the Los Alamos County Sheriff and three coaches at the local high school were charged with drinking alcohol on school property during a late evening volleyball practice. Uh, this, according to prosecutors, one assistant coach dropped a dime on the head coach and two other assistants who were seen drinking alcohol inside the sheriff's SUV. Which doesn't seem to be too bright, whether it's on school property or not. 
Uh, the uh, whistleblower then ratted them out further, telling police that at one point the sheriff left and returned with more booze, specifically bourbon, vodka, and tequila. And the group continued drinking throughout the night. The sheriff, head coach, and the two assistant coaches were charged with consumption or possession of an alcoholic beverage on school property. And again, I'm thinking drinking inside the sheriff's SUV is probably none too bright either. (laughs) Man. Speaking of people who should know better, in Houston, a defense attorney is accused of smuggling drugs into the Harris County Jail. An an investigation into a surge in drug overdoses at the jail led to the arrest of 77-year-old Ronald Lewis, a local defense attorney who between July and last Friday reportedly met with 14 inmates who were not his clients. That should have raised a red flag right there. Uh, Inmates reportedly paid Mr. Lewis to bring them the drugs, uh, Lewis, two of uh, whom later OD'd, Uh, Lewis is charged with taking prohibited substances into a correctional facility. Again, talk about people who should know better. From the international file, the broken news. A woman in New Zealand received a call from police officers after concerned citizens saw clumps of hair hanging out of the trunk of her car. (laughs) Uh, Fortunately, the hair turned out to belong to a mannequin, not a real person. So it's another case of uh, mistaken identity. But you can see where people will be concerned. I mean, she had, you see, clumps of hair hanging out the uh, trunk. I think maybe she's got somebody in there. Sophie Milne used the mannequin for hairdressing training. She's a hairdresser, and she was uh, using the uh, mannequin uh, for uh, training purposes. And uh, everyone on the road... Uh, saw the hair hanging out the back of her truck called 911 police were relieved uh, to uh, discover that no nothing nefarious was going on encouraged the public to continue reporting anything suspicious generally speaking police say uh, we'd always rather have people call us if they have concerns about suspicious behavior or uh, uh, fears for anyone's safety according to a police spokesperson We'd rather get the call than not get the call. I've been glad that everything turned out okay. <laughs> she had to be, uh, she had to be stunned when police pulled her over, you know, and and acted like maybe there was a body or something in the back of her car. Uh, good thing that all uh, all ended well there. How about this story from South Wales, Australia, where a man attempted to make an owl sculpture to scare away the magpies on his property, but ended up creating an altar for the magpies to worship, it seemed. Julio Cusila created his statue out of paper mache and feathers. However, instead of scaring the magpies away, the birds can be seen bowing to the owl. <laughs> I accidentally made a magpie god, he said. <laughs> Local professor in animal behavior says the magpies were not really worshiping the owl sculpture, but rather making territorial calls to try and scare it away. I guess it worked because uh, Mr. Kuzila has dismantled the owl uh, sculpture, the makeshift idol, and he says he's just conceded that he's going to have to develop a liking for magpies. <laughs> not going to be able to get rid of them. I may as well just get used to them. And finally, in the broken news this morning, this is a great story uh, to share coming up on the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. This is a uh, terrific story. Leave you with a smile here in the uh, broken news. I always like stories like this. Jeffrey Holt uh, lived in a mobile home in Hinsdale, New Hampshire, lived a very simple life, lived in a mobile home, uh, drove a you know an old beater, didn't wear fancy clothes or anything like that. No one knew that Mr. Holt was secretly a multimillionaire. Upon his passing recently, Mr. Holt left $3.8 million to benefit the community. Just left it to the town to benefit the community. 
I don't think anyone had any idea that he was that successful, according to the chairman of the town select board, Steve Dorio. He said it is a tremendous gift, and now they just have to figure out what to do with the money. Some residents have proposed upgrading the clock in the town hall, um, awarding grants to worthwhile organizations. But maybe the best idea has been to buy new ballot counting machines for the local board of elections because Mr. Holt never missed an election, always voted every election. They said that would be a great way to honor his memory. By the way, it turns out that uh, Mr. Holt's fortune came from investments that he made himself. He didn't have a financial advisor or anything like that, so one of the reasons why nobody knew just how much money he was worth. Uh, But $3.8 million left to the community. That is all kinds of awesome. So... Great story with a with a happy ending there. That is uh, today's broken news report. An update on the odd and unusual side of the headlines. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Spend Thanksgiving morning with WFIN and some great old-time radio entertainment. Thanksgiving laughs from Burns and Allen, Jack Benny, and Red Skelton. Also, listen to the historical docudrama featuring the sailing of the Mayflower, plus the Thanksgiving 1943 broadcast of Command Performance. This holiday presentation courtesy of Pete's Auto Service. It's an old-time radio Thanksgiving. Nine till noon, Thanksgiving Day. 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com, and now at 95.5 FM. Time for your daily download, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. Two out of three Americans say they are dreading the stuffing that goes along with Thanksgiving. Not the not the stuffing that you put on your plate, but the stuffing that comes from overeating. A new poll of 2,000 adults finds 72% of people look forward to the food around the holiday season, but... 65% admit that this is the worst time of the year for their diet. And we were talking about that the other day, but more importantly than just blowing your diet is the uh, gut issues that come from stuffing yourself at uh, at Thanksgiving. Um, during the uh, holiday season, three out of four in the survey, find themselves eating more often throughout the day, kind of grazing. 76% say their eating habits also change more often throughout the day than in any other time of the year. Uh, 51%, so slightly more than half, say they often or always feel like they ate too much food during Thanksgiving and the holiday season. As a result, many are left with uh, gastrointestinal issues. Acid reflux. I say 45% of Americans uh, get acid reflux because of the overeating during the holidays. 49% suffer from indigestion. And 56% occasional constipation. Result of uh, stuffing. So be careful uh, with the uh, food. While it's true that many retailers have been pushing their early holiday sales for several weeks now, it is still a ritual for many people to get up early on the day after Thanksgiving and go out and get those Black Friday deals before they're gone. But what deals are actually worth getting up and fighting the crowds for? WalletHub is out with uh, new lists on the best things to buy and best places to buy them. WalletHub analyst Cassandra Happy is with us this morning with the scoop. And Cassandra, I was surprised at your finding that 35% of the items out there offer no savings at all compared to their sale prices any other day. And that's an important thing for consumers to keep in mind when they're looking at their uh, Black Friday ads is sometimes that advertised percentage off isn't actually the real percentage off of uh, what the normal price is. Yeah. So I definitely recommend doing research before you just take the uh, uh, number as it is. Yeah, take it at face value. As a matter of fact, not only that, uh, but this statistic, that 13% of in-store items are actually more expensive on Black Friday than the current prices on Amazon. So the exact opposite of a deal. Yeah, that can definitely be the 
the case depending upon the product and the retailer. And among the worst product categories for Black Friday are consumer electronics, which are also some of the most heavily advertised. So again, the message is buyer beware of the hype. What are the the best and worst categories in terms of Black Friday prices? So this year, what we found is the top three categories for the best uh, discounts are consumer packaged goods, which are averaging around 35% off, apparel and accessories, which is averaging around 32% off, and appliances, which are averaging around 28% off. So if you are in the market for any of those things or somebody on your list is, uh, is then those would be the things to uh, maybe keep your eye out uh, for deals on. Uh, what, are the, what are the worst ones? We mentioned consumer electronics. What are some of the others? Computers and phones actually are reporting about 22% on average for savings. And then furniture is coming in around 11% on average for savings. Okay. So it's not like they're they're not discounted, just not discounted maybe as much as you think they are in many cases. Right. And you also notice, you know, computers, phones, consumer electronics, and furniture, those are typically some uh, higher ticket items to begin with. So when you're looking at at, at it from a percentage that mm. you're saving, it kind of makes sense that those three would be towards the bottom just because they start out so much higher. Yeah, that's a I was surprised to point. see appliances under the the top 3 for that same reason because, yeah. you know, appliances are typically a very uh, high-priced item. Yeah, I don't know how many people would actually be putting pr- uh, appliances under the tree per se, but If that is something that you are in need of, this would be a good time to be looking at those. You also point out that it matters where you shop. The deals at certain stores are generally better than others. That is correct. And it does vary from year to year um, as far as whether a retail is Taylor is offering some really great discounts or, you know, just some mediocre discounts overall. So the the top retailers this year appear to be where? Where are consumers going to get the most bang for their buck? So you're going to see the highest average uh, percentage for the discount at retailers such as JCPenney's, Macy's, Belk, Kohl's, and Target. Um, it's kind of a mix between those five. Uh, as to whether the we're seeing a better or not as great of a discount compared to last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, again, it really just depends upon what you're looking for as far as where you're going to get the best deal for your shopping list. Now, you also uh, have among your lists of best and worst uh, for Black Friday and the holiday shopping season, the top gift cards, which I want to mention because that's uh, become a really common go-to gift for a lot of folks in recent years. Now, when you talk about these being the best uh, gift cards, is that because they are offering extra perks with the uh, gift cards or... Uh, are, are they discounted in some way? What makes certain gift cards the best to stand out? So we took uh, a few different metrics into consideration for our rankings on the best gift cards. Uh, that included the popularity of the the gift card, the okay. average discount for buying it, the resale value, uh, the mm. retailer rating, and the shipping and purchasing fees that go along with it. So each of those categories had a certain amount of points that each gift card could earn. Gotcha. And then we took the total overall points to rank those gift cards. And what are the ones that give you the most value uh, in the gift card category? Our top five picks for gift cards this year are the Starbucks gift card, the Sephora gift card, the Target gift card, the Disney gift card, and the Chick-fil-A gift card. Hmm. All right. So and I think most everybody, you can find one uh, for just about everybody on your list from from that list. So it might uh, be something to keep in mind as well. Uh, the other thing just in general uh, with respect to holiday shopping that uh, you look at the number of people because we know money has been tight for a lot of folks. In fact, there are a number of uh, folks who are uh, saying that they're not going to exchange gifts this year at all. You just forego the whole gift giving thing. But for those that are, 
Uh, you got to be careful how you pay for it. And this is always true, but especially at a time when so many people are struggling. Definitely. Uh, the holiday season is a very common time for people to uh, utilize credit cards as a way to be able to give more uh, without necessarily having the money available at the time that they see that great deal. So uh, if you're going out and making a purchase with a credit card this holiday season, make sure you keep in mind that you have to pay off those balances after you make those purchases. Right. And carrying a balance into the new year can definitely start adding up depending upon uh, what kind of interest rate you're looking at. Um, and also be wary of store credit card offers. Um, a lot of times they try to sell you on a good discount right out the back. You know, you'll save 20% on your purchase today, mm-hmm. which is great savings immediately. But if you don't plan on paying that off right away, you could end up subject to uh more interest charges and specifically deferred interest charges if you get into a 0% intro APR that's subject to that deferred interest where you would pay interest on your initial balance after that promotional period versus just whatever you have left. Yeah, retroactively to the purchase date. So you got to really be careful to stay on budget and not go overboard. We mentioned that it was like one in three, a little bit more than one in three uh, Americans said that they are foregoing gifts this year for whatever reason, whether it's inflation, uh, money is tight, whatever it might happen to be. Do you really believe that? I mean, you think that's what they say, but you really think that they're actually going to like one third of Americans not going to exchange gifts? Um, I could see some of those respondents maybe taking the approach of giving uh more non-traditional gifts. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe they decide to uh, make something homemade instead of going out and buying it, mm-hmm. or they plan a future trip and use that as the gift. Okay. Maybe not spending the money out of pocket now, but planning something in the future to make memories. I think that might be uh, part of the over one third we're seeing that are skipping gifts they might decide to go a different route yeah uh really interesting stuff again uh, cassandra happy is a wallet hub analyst with their list of the best things to buy the things to avoid the best places to buy them and so on and so forth for the upcoming holiday season we head into uh, black friday you've got all of this on your website yes you can find all of this on wallethub.com cassandra thanks very much for taking the time happy holidays thanks chris you as well And that will finish up our podcast for this holiday-shortened week. A reminder, of course, no show tomorrow for Thanksgiving. We're also taking the day after Thanksgiving off. Coming up Monday on the next new Good Mornings podcast edition, cold and flu season is here, and many over-the-counter remedies are now being pulled from shelves after being found to be ineffective for all these years. So what does work to soothe the sniffles? So until Monday morning, that is good mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day, a great weekend, a very happy and safe Thanksgiving, and we'll catch you back here next week.